Hello, and welcome to the Album Afterlife, a monthly music podcast where we discuss your favorite albums from a creative perspective. And at the end of the episode, we'll reveal next month's album. Hosted by me, Georges. And me, Noreen. Uh, if you like what you're listening to and you want to know more about us and the artists mentioned in today's episode, our handle on TikTok and Instagram is at the Album Afterlife. And if you'd prefer to watch the episode, we are also available on YouTube. Just search the Album Afterlife. Just a little disclaimer, the Album Afterlife is not affiliated or in partnership with any other music publishing company, social media page, or in relation to any other artist and their retrospective label mentioned in today's episode, nor are we being paid to share our thoughts and opinions, which may include presenting an artist positively or negatively, as well as any secondary or tertiary artist mentioned in today's episode. All the opinions stated are unique to each host, and although we may state facts and figures, please do not take any of them as concrete, factual, or wholly accurate. Please use any metrics mentioned as a time-relative source. Things change, I change, and you change. Uh, you are now listening to the album Afterlife. And speaking of albums, uh, today we are going to be talking about Pink Panthers' Heaven Knows. Um, it's Pink Panthers' first official studio album, She Had to Hell With It, which was released in 2021. That was sort of like a compilation, if you want to call it, of just some like, songs that she'd made from her bedroom and she sort of released them. It definitely was a starting point for her but heaven knows it's her first studio proper studio album and you can definitely tell with all the credits in the album now my inspiration from pick uh, she thing is she has a lot of um credible people that have like written on it produced on it whereas in her previous tell with the album it was mainly just sort of her with like a little bit of collaboration from like other people but you can right. definitely tell how it sounds it's it's well, she's also known for like sampling and yeah interpolations and stuff so that's obviously going to add to the credits yeah but that doesn't take away from her 100 um and my inspiration for making today's album was actually based off last week's um last week last month's episode when you picked when home picked a very very topical album she did um olivia rodrigo's guts uh, very very popular at the time still has some popularity today and i thought i'll take on that and i'll you know come up with another what i'd assume to be a topical album um the spotify streams do say otherwise um a little bit fuming at that because it's a really really good album um but regardless um i thought we'll hop on the same track we'll do a bit of pink panthers go go off no i was just gonna say and also uh pink panthers is opening for olivia rodrigo but not for her uk tour so i will ah. not be seeing her but who's, she is opening. Who's opening for, for the uk tour i don't know let me okay. have a look but yeah carry on um but yeah um i thought i'd take on pink panthers as heaven knows uh we all know pink panthers for being sort of bringing back garage in a way where people that are like a younger audience can sort of like have a bit of appreciation to it um especially in this um newer album in heaven knows she definitely uh played a lot with live instruments as well so you have a bit of like rock influence you also have a bit of drill influence i think on this album she's gone away a little bit from her yeah, UK, from uk 100%. garage which you can hear in her um early stuff yeah on her mixtape which is a bit sad because i love uk garage and i think it definitely deserves a comeback because it was really big in the early 2000s and it's just really good but it's hard to do well i think that's why it hasn't made a comeback but she does it quite well yeah. i think so yeah and she's quite um well known for implementing like 2000s like styles and themes in the way she dresses in the way she performs on stage her purses her outfits um very very white y2k people call it like true 2000s yeah. because a lot of early 2000s fashion that's coming up coming back now is very like i wouldn't say it's not 
true, but it's very like selective. Yeah. Like, it's like this a, it's, is cool, so we'll pick this. Whereas like the whole scope of it, it's yeah. not. It wasn't always cool, but she makes it cool. Like nowadays, it's like modernized, juicy couture that everyone's wearing out, and it's like yeah, but that was cool at the time. But also like, where's the like striped dresses? Where's oh, like yeah. the tights? The leggings. Like, the, yeah, yeah, the leggings. Come on now, uh, just wait for Galaxy um, stuff to be back in. Twenty thirteen, no. cool. Let's go. No. Um, but yeah, that's why I picked the Pink Pantheress. Um, throughout the video. We'll also be mentioning um, a TikToker who goes by the name... And Rolling Stone yeah, writer. Yeah, so throughout the episode, we'll be mentioning um, a TikToker and Rolling Stone writer who goes by the name of Larisha, uh, underscore Larisha on TikTok, if you want to follow her. Um, she talked about um, Pink Pantheress and she did a little article for Rolling Stone, which actually was very, very good. Did you ever read on it? Did I read it? Yeah. I didn't read the actual well, article, yeah. but I just saw the TikTok. But she, um, she's really like... She writes for Rolling Stones like quite regularly and she has really good um, articles and things that she talks about. So make sure to follow her because yeah. she's really good. Uh, and a lot of things that I'll mention, we sort of took inspiration from her because I'm not going to lie to you guys, finding some information for some songs or stuff about some songs was a really hard for this album because it was such like a... It wasn't as popular as like Olivia Rodrigo where, you know, a lot of things could be discovered. So some songs we are, on my end, I'll have a tiny bit to talk about. Um, but yeah to be fair most of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is like purely opinion based and like also like musically like technically like what she did rather than her inspirations because I did see a few interviews of her from ID but because she did a cover for ID I think but it was from what I saw it was mostly like silly goofy interview and not like it's just, it's just her yeah so now we're going to talk about the um, sort of the album cover, what we think of it. So you start first. You go all off. Okay. Um, let me pull it up. But basically, it's a picture of her, and she's in a white dress, and then there's like a dove at the top left. That's also white, and then there's like a stairway to hell. I think anyway, even though it's called Heaven Knows, and it's usually stairway to heaven, but then it looks like orangey, burnt orange, like red and then it looks like it goes down on the other side and i think it's it's a very good album cover because it's just like encapsulates what the album is i think because you have i've talked about this track by track but you have like that death motif from very, oh, very from the very start and you can see that from the album yeah. cover i think and yeah i do i like it yeah i like what the album sort of like you can just tell like what the there's just tiny bits of the album cover that you sort of are like, okay, yeah, I sort of get where this is coming from. And because she just talks about um, sort of death life in this album, there's definitely that in the um, album cover. You have the dove, which is like, you know, when someone dies. Yeah, um, and she's in a white dress. Yeah, she's in a white dress. And you've also got the, yeah, the uh, door at the back, which could be to hell or could be to heaven. And she, I think she titled the album Heaven Knows because she was like, oh, heaven knows. So she, in an interview, she was like, I love a good um, catchphrase. And I think it's really, really cute. Um, yeah. Um, anyway. I, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that. I have things to say about that. Um, if you listen to last week, last month's episode, you will have things. And it kind of also, the title of the album kind of like, is re goes really well with her mixtape. It's called To Hell With It. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it really It flows. Fits. I like yeah. the flowing. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, first of all, initial thoughts on the album? When I first listened to it, I was like, like listen to it all the way through because I really liked I didn't listen to her whole mixtape but I did hear some songs obviously that I listened to quite regularly that I really liked so I was really excited to hear it and then when I listened to it at first I was like 
there were some songs I like, but I was like, kind of like, oh, okay, like it's fine, kind of thing. Like I didn't like love it. But then obviously, the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me, and I and I do really like the album. Um, there are some songs that I obviously I'm not a massive fan of, but overall, I think the album is really well done, and she did a good job, obviously. I'm on the exact same page. I feel like the second I sort of knew that she was going to be coming out with an album, I was like, oh my God, yes, let's go. And then I listened to it. And to me, it wasn't necessarily an album that had grows on me. I feel like every song that I have liked, there have been songs on the album that have grown on me, but every song that I liked so much, I still like now. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very weird because Pink Pantheress is known for having short one to two minute songs. And in this album, she actually gives herself some time to um, experience her like thoughts. Uh, in every song and it's almost like sometimes if I hear a song too much as I've said I'll get bored of it so if it's a one minute song it's the same song going for one to two minutes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but in this case no because there are songs in this album that are only like two and a half minutes long that are actually really really good and I would listen to them all the time and we low-key love a slow back we love us we low-key love a fast song we love a two minute song yeah um so yeah I immediately loved the album throughout throughout the whole um, way loved it at the beginning loved it when i first heard it and a little bit annoyed that my, that it came out after spotify stopped counting streams for spotify wrapped because on my oh, last yeah, yeah. on my last fm this is the second most listened to album of this year for me oh really what's so, your first uh, i think it's i think it's actually capri songs by fke twigs okay and then like red moon and venus by caliuchis is somewhere down there but yeah really annoyed spotify fuming but yeah, let's get on to the track by track analysis. Um, so the first song I will start us off with is um, Another Life featuring Rema. Rema is a very, very popular um, Afrobeats artist. He's had collaborations with a lot of people. Um, throughout 2020, he sort of boomed up. Um, he had a collaboration with someone and that I rec- like I was listening to the song and I was like, oh, this is the guy on uh, Pink Panther's track, but I forgot what track it was that he was, was featuring it? on. I mean, here, here's the baby, come down, come down. Mm. No, I, I don't f- think it was. Oh my God, wait, wait, no. I think it might it might have been FKA Twigs. Oh, yes, 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 yes it, is. it is FKA Twigs. <laughs> but what song though? Uh, it, another Doesn't time, another yeah. time. Carry on. Um, but yeah, um, so Another Life begins um, with very, very electron- electronified cathedral organs. Essentially, Larisha was saying this on um, TikTok. TikTok. Uh, it essentially sounds like as if she's died or as if her partner has died. And it's giving very funeral, like, yeah, that's or, what um, like organ piano like you'd find that in a church wouldn't you you uh, you 100% would um and it's very much like we've woken up it's the morning and someone has died and through the lyrics of the song um she talks about you know guess who died today which I actually love that line I love the way the synths play with that line it's actually amazing I love it um and with me how I took the song was essentially like she opens she discusses a lot of she discusses a lot about vulnerability in this album and one of the whole things is like i'm in front of you with no makeup so essentially because of her being vulnerable in my side how i view it because of her being vulnerable having the makeup on seeing the true side of her it's then caused someone else to possibly not like her or in another word exaggerate um this idea of death or Mm -hmm. that they haven't liked her so much that they basically died right right um and i'm gonna and she also uses a um she interpolates 
uh, a song, a K-pop song from a K-pop group called F. Um, let me just find it over here. So she interpolates F X's ice cream song um, when she says, um, you melt up my body and all my heart. And in an interview, she was saying how she likes the idea that in K-pop, everything is so exaggerated. So it's like, I'm, I don't just not like you. I'm dead because I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of taken that onto the song. And you can definitely tell through like the verse and the chorus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it's a really good um, opening. At first, like what I was saying with my first run through, I actually thought this song, like I didn't think much of the song. I actually really liked the second track more than I liked the first track. But now listening back a few times, I really like this track. Um, yeah, I like how it starts off strong with the like, uh, organs like you were saying because it's like very much giving like this is what it's gonna be like there's other death um like motifs ju- like throughout the whole thing and as for the actual song i ca- i like really agree with you i think like her like lover or whoever it was being dead is like a metaphor for like maybe a situation ship yeah. that's what i wrote 100%. so like they weren't like fully together maybe but at the end of the day, it didn't work out. In the song, it's like he, like, not he, it's like the person actually died. That's how she's, like, singing it. But then she's go, but then she goes into, I guess we'll get all, and all my heart. I guess we'll get all the time apart. Sorry, I was trying to sing the tune in my head, and I just don't, don't have it. But to me, that sounds quite sarcastic. Like, oh, now that you're dead, we'll get, you'll get all the time apart that you wanted to have. It's how I'm taking it. Um, it's yeah. also quite like a push-pull. Um, as we were talking about in her albums, right? It's like, I want to be doing this, but then I also want this. And it's like, I can't have the balance in between the two. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can definitely, the th- the, that theme is quite overarching in the whole of the album. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, in Mosquito, we'll get... Oh, yeah, I was think, literally thinking the same um, thing. But, yeah, uh, I really, really appreciate uh, appreciate the song. I like the song. I like Rama's verse, especially when it's like, oh, what the... Uh, yeah. I think someone's on my shit. I yeah. absolutely love him, and I love yeah, yeah. Um, his verse. And he honestly really, really added a lot to the song. Yeah. He actually genuinely improved the song. Yeah, I um, think so, 100%. too. I liked it. I liked when, again, we were literally just discussing this before, and he's like, sex is my only therapy, yeah. And I was like... My guy needs to yeah. <laughs> go to the doctor. Okay. That's the case. Actual appointment. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, honestly, I love the song from the get go. It was like my, one of my faves, and it's still one of my faves. So yeah, really, really cute song. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add? No, I think it, it was the opposite for me. I didn't think much of the song when I first listened to it, but now I really like it. It is one of my favorites now. Just before we carry on. Yeah. Um, there's also quite a lot of um, interpolations, we'll, which we will discuss in this album. This album is ridiculed in interpolations. Every single song. Ridiculed? Riddled. Riddled. The <laughs> album is riddled in um, interpolations. I never ever, well, only for one song, but I never realized that until I was actually properly going for it. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of- Which so- I don't, sorry, sorry, I George. don't apologize, um, I was just saying, which I don't think we should come for, because like I said, she no. comes from a UK carriage background and in like- hip-hop uk garage like drill like uk grind like you know in stuff like that it's very like traditional to like sample and um interpolate songs and i don't think that that makes them any less creative i think it just I makes think it them more creative, the creative i think so too and also there's like a really rich history of like hip-hop where like they weren't allowed to use like certain music or like do certain things so like they had to sample and interpolate and then they made it into an art. So I don't think we should come for people who do that. I mean, in my eyes, if you can take a sample from a song, make it into a new song and then have audiences be like, oh wait, this is that? Then that's more creative than just sort of having the sample as it is like that. 
Yeah. And there are songs, and there's a, a song in this which has the sample as it is, and you can sort of tell. But in like this, like I would, you would never expect me to, or expect anyone to sort of rise that spin and tap from a K-pop group, which is really really cool. And I love how um, she's been able to do that. And yeah, mm-hmm. throughout a lot of her songs as well, very very atmospheric, especially in Ophelia, which we'll get into that in a while. So the second track is True Romance, which, like I said before, this was the track where I was like, I liked it from the get-go. I was like, wow, I really like this song. She actually, um, I saw on TikTok, I couldn't find the person's name. Like, their TikTok name is Gross Boy 2. Yeah, I think that's what they go as. Oh, okay. I think that's what they Okay, yeah, because I couldn't find their name. And then I also tried to look for their Instagram, but I couldn't find it. Um, but it just popped up on my For You page that basically he had, uh, like, written a song, like, produced a song. And um, he got like a random message from uh, Pink Panthers, like, but not on her official account being like, oh, I really like this track. Like, can I use it for a song? And then he, well, he said, hey, she just wrote, hey, it's Pink Panthers, I think. And then he was like, oh, it's not an official account. It's obviously, you know, one of those like, oh, hi, it's like LeBron James. I promise that I'm going to pay you back. I just need some money. He thought it was that. But then she actually contacted him through her official account being like, I like the track i want to use it for a song is that okay um which yeah which i think is really cool like because obviously i don't know how big he was in the tiktok or online world like for producing but like obviously like he's not like dr dre do you know what i mean so like it's really cool that she did that and that you know you don't you don't know who's listening to your stuff basically so yeah. like if you're a producer and just putting stuff out online just carry on doing that because you never know who's you might listening. get pink panther asking you to sample it yeah exactly but the actual song is about an older musician singer that's like in my head quite like well established and like really well loved and how she's been a fan of this person since she was really young and now she wants to like she wants to try and convince them that she really likes them and that you know to take her on tour and this is not just an infatuation it actually really reminded me of Eminem <laughs> and any specific no no just because I really love Eminem but I didn't get into him until I was like uh like until a few years ago even though he like even though he was a part of my childhood because my sister was a really big fan but like I was never like a stan until a few years ago but it's when she was like mentioning like 2004 I was like yeah he was big in 2004 like that would be exactly the kind of time not saying that it is Eminem but also I think the song is like maybe a metaphor as a whole for like like just being famous and like being a singer because she's like bring me on tour help me understand and it's like help me understand what it's like to be famous I guess I it can go both ways like it can be about a celebrity crush but it could I think it can also just be about her wanting to understand this new environment that she's in i feel like she was like writing in third person as if the person on stage is essentially her Her, right yeah um and i it's very it gives me paparazzi vibes maybe gaga paparazzi vibes Mm -hmm. uh from the camera flashes in the beginning from like all of like the wire noises um she sort of opens up with the idea of like there's so many girls around you that i'm scared so it's like this like really popular like celebrity and like she's trying to sort of be the center of attention in like a crowd full of people mm-hmm. um and you know she goes tell me do you call me stranger whatever the line is mm-hmm. um and um she just plays the idea of being sort of vulnerable being like not being seen kind of um and she this song also interpolates 
uh, McFly's Five Colors in Her Hair. Oh, yeah. And she goes, baby, I don't care about the fame. Um, and Classic. Yeah. I was, why was I actually thinking? I was like, I recognize that, but I didn't know where it's from. And now I know where it's from. It's the legend of Pink Panther. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's quite cool because this is Pink Panther and she is notorious for trying to keep her life as normal as possible. She has a bag on her stage. She doesn't care about like the fame. Um, and so for her to sort of like open up about being popular in the public eye in the song is quite, you know, vulnerable of her. And, you know, once again, it's an overarching theme you see in the whole album. And I, uh, it's not one of my personal favorites, the song, um, but it, it does a good job of capturing the environment and capturing how like overwhelming it might be someone how like vulnerable she feels uh so song number three on the album is called mosquito originally i didn't care for the song until literally two days ago and i was like actually the song slaps essentially this song is about money money is her obsession she wakes up on a monday she says can i check my numbers um she's obsessed with checking her bank accounts which I originally thought when I didn't care about the song, I was like, oh, it's just someone checking like her phone numbers, right? Like, <laughs> ran, random. Um, and then um, she says, okay, maybe not. We'll go up on a Tuesday the next following day. Can I check my numbers again? She's obsessed with the idea of money and what money can bring for her. Um, and she also says another line, it's appalling how I lose you. So she knows if she loses money, what it's going to be for her mentally. It's not going to have a good effect on her. Essentially, she says, I just had a dream I was dead. I only cared because I was taken from you. It's like, once again, the whole exaggerated thing of like, I've just died. And the only thing I can care about is that I have no money to do whatever I want to. I really, really like it. I also like the um, little window break. Can, where she goes, can I check my, and like the glass, something breaks. I love that so much. I There's also this part where she goes, spending you the day that I want, the day that I want. And it's like, call me dumb. This is the dumbest point I'm ever going to make in my life. <laughs> but it's like, she's spending you the day that she wants, the day that she wants. And it's not just like a repeated line. It's like the day that I want, whenever I want. And it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever come across, but it's really, really cool. Um, and also the the title Mosquito, I was like, why is this song called Mosquito? And it's like, I guess a mosquito sort of leeches on, it wants blood. It wants something that's good for it. It's, it wants something that's going to make it survive at the end of the day. And what makes it survive? Money. Mm -hmm, so essentially mm -hmm. she's leeching on like a mosquito onto money. Mm -hmm. And I really, really, really appreciate the song. And that glass break at the second bloody verse is so good um <laughs> but yeah Karen, what were you gonna say Any uh, thoughts? i yeah i love this song like i really like the song um i think it's one of my favorites of the album i said that for the like true romance too but like, i really like the song have you seen the music video for this no i have not um i've not seen the full thing i've seen clips of it but yeah. it's her and india from um queen charlotte from bridgerton anyway she's in it and like a few uh, and then two other people for, are in it i don't know who but they're going shopping their window oh, well, they're yeah. going shopping um i really like this song i also oh like, is that the cover art for the well there's a cover art on spotify where she is like a video and she's like walking with people it might be yeah that's it that's it um i yeah i also think this is about like no, it is about money obviously but i think it's about just her rise six to success in general and like her like imposter syndrome and like peaking too early i think which is yeah. a which is something else in a, in a later track that she goes into but just her being worried that like she basically this is her first album and she'd already blown up before her first album through like her mixtapes and just being on tiktok and just her thinking like 
am I going to lose this, like, in any way? And her not wanting to. But yeah, I really like the track. I, I, I think she also say. mentioned, speaking of um, her writing to him too early, she also says, I know you answered me too, too early. early. Yeah. I was too young starting out. And it's like yeah, she yeah. knows that she has like, um, she's sort of like pushing the idea between wanting to be famous, but like she's gotten this fame way too early that she doesn't know what to do with it. And she's not- I'm worried it's going to go away. Yeah, too early. And then in turn, the money will go away. And that yeah, obviously yeah. won't be good for her because all she cares about is money. And if it goes away, she will die. Yeah, so the next song is The Isle, which at first I was like, I'm going to shit on this song. Uh, but that's not true. Uh, I'm not going to shit on it because it's actually a good song. Obviously, yeah. like, what, what, like, it's not a bad song. Am I going to say that? No, because that's just not true. But it's just, I don't know, not one of my favorites. And that's fine. Um, The song is basically, I think about, I think anyway, about her being in a toxic relationship and... Um, there's but, actually not a lot to find a, a, about the song. I'll be straight up with people. There's not a lot to get at the song. Yeah, it's like an amalgamation of things. Yeah, like I think about her being in a toxic relationship, and then, but her still wanting to marry this person. But that one line that really confused me is like, so now I'm booking all my tables for two. Yeah. But the line before that is her saying how like, they're not kind of not together anymore. So like, why are you booking your tables for two? I'm gonna just say like you know. That this really whole push me. and pull thing, it's happening in this um, song because I don't know what the song is on about for real. Yeah. Um. Uh, the only thing, as you said, was that it's like to do with the wedding. They're walking down the aisle. Like I can only imagine that. Like she, like she says something in the chorus about like wishing the best for something. Like wishing the best for you, so you can be walking down the aisle, so you can be with me. So essentially, it's like, oh yeah, we might be shit in this relationship, but as long as like you know, I'm wishing the best for you, so we can go down this aisle together. Did you find what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. It says. The sticky situation with you made me start booking all my tables for two. And at first, I thought it said made me stop booking all my tables for two. But then it says start booking my tables for two. But she's in a sticky situation with this person, so... But what if it's like a sticky situation is the good situation? Like, it's like, you don't know if it's going to be good. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, we might be something. You never know. That's why it's sticky. Right. So what they have to meet to sort it out? Maybe I don't know. Or like she has the hope of having her tables booked for two and not for one, so that's why it's sort of sticky because she doesn't know where the other person stands. Right. Okay. Just some like food for thought. Speaking of tables, um, uh, but no, I I I love this was the first song that I listened to on the album. And I was like, yes, I love this song because it's very very discoy, and I'll tell you what I mean by that in the second verse there's like a section of like string instruments and there's like almost string hits and it goes bow, bow. it's so good <laughs> I, I that makes the song for me those little string hits and once again she just talks about the idea of like her being afraid of like losing people where she goes she's running out of people to lose um and it's just sort of a direct like reflection of how she is in like a friendship or like a relationship um and she sort of like doesn't want to lose this person she probably put everything aside for this one person booking all her tables for two blah blah, blah and she doesn't want to lose this person uh but no, i i really enjoy the song it's like probably my favorite solely based of like those little string hits that you hear any other things you want to add or any other uh bits? no all i have to add is the um capitalization of the titles throughout this album really pissed me off oh. um i just i, I didn't just, clock that the thing is this just really annoys me like I don't know the way she's done like the titles like the aisle it should be a capital a or it should all be lowercase like why is the t in the capital she does it all throughout 
Oh. I don't know. It really pisses me off. Sorry. But, well, would you have expected it to be like all? Would you have preferred it to be all small? It's for me. It's either everything is lowercase, everything. Yeah. Or you capitalize the way it sh- everything should be capitalized. Yeah, so the well, the shouldn't be thing. The the, the T in the. Yeah. If you're going to capitalize that, you have to capitalize the A. She does yeah. it all throughout with every single track. Sorry, that's it. We'll head to the fifth song, which is Nice to Meet You featuring Central C. Um, at first, when I listened to the song, I was like, hold on, those four chords at the beginning sound very, very familiar. Have I just gotten on something? Has she plagiarized uh, a song? Um, <laughs> and I added it to, I have a playlist, and it's called Songs That Sound the Same. It's just every song that sounds the same. And I added it, and I was looking through the track, and I was like, you know what? It's got to be just taken like from it. And it actually was taken from what's the song again? I Gold by Spando Ballas. Sorry. Um I love that because I clocked it onto it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna sue and I'm gonna sue so good right now. <laughs> um but no, I really, really like it. And she said that herself that she actually really, really enjoyed that and she wanted to um take that sample for a very, very long time. Now, the whole song is good, uh, but Central C's verse is what makes the song. It, he talks about his ex and there's a really funny line where she's like long story short and she's on tiktok doing story times <laughs> and it's actually the best thing ever um it's essentially about his ex if you don't know if you don't know guys madeleine Arkey, i don't know how you say that um it, she hosts um call her daddy no she doesn't host call her daddy she doesn't host it Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. She was on. She was on. She was on. She was on. Sorry, Madeline. He's obs- and he's meant to be obsessed with call her daddy too. I'm not obsessed with call her daddy. I just it's competition, <laughs> competition time. <laughs> um, but I really really like it. Um, and essentially it's just about like the song is essentially about like her. Div- it gives sort of a housewife effect where she's like, you tell it best because you're like you know you say the story because you tell it best. Ha 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 ha. And it's just like her devotion to her partner. Essentially, talks about his part in the relationship. Sort of, he tries to be the best he can, but he's doing quite a lot of like things outside. And sometimes, Pink Pantherist in the relationship can have that sort of like. But you're talking about you're talking to other girls, and he's like, no, 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 no. I'm actually talking to my other guys. You can even check. Um, and he says that. On oh, really? Show. I didn't get that at oh. all. Let me get into it. Eek, 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 eek. Um, pop off. Okay, well, I really like this song. I love this song. It's really good. I really love it. I really like the producer tag at the start. I don't know why. I like okay, that's on YouTube. Yeah, I really like the producer tag. Um, and also, the music video, fun fact, was inspired by a TikTok edit. Like, someone uh, made a TikTok edit of a K-pop group. And then um, Pink Panthers, like... Someone that this person, like the person who made the TikTok edit, must have known, like, and met Pink Panthers, and then Pink Panthers was like, "You inspired." Like, there's a video of her saying that um, edit that you made really inspired me to make the music video how it is. So that was really cool. I think that was it's really very nice. free to get inspired, like free to get arrow inspired music video. Um, as for the actual song, I really like Central C's verse. I think it's really really good, and like you said, I think it makes the song. But loads of people online really hate it, and I just like art. Uh, are they American? Like, are they not British? Maybe is what I'm thinking. But I really like it. But the thing is, I think that they're talking about two different things. Oh, like I don't think there's any coherence, which is fine. But I don't think there's any coherence to what they're saying, other than the fact that they're both talking about relationships. But he's talking about his ex and how he cheated on her, and she's talking about how much she loves this person that she's with and that she'll do anything for them, even like get into a fight for with with someone for them. 
I don't think they actually correlate, but in my head anyway, I didn't draw the way that you drew the song, but I really like it. It's really, really good. I risk um, it for a biscuit. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, stuff like that where um, there's like sort of British um, catchphrases maybe. I'm just very, very, you know, true Britain <laughs> and I love my British catchphrases. <laughs> but when Liberty was doing it's it, the I was nationalism. like, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the patriarch. Yeah, you know, I love it. <laughs> um, no, but I love the way she also says like motor as well. She goes motor. She doesn't say motor, uh, which is really, really cool. And I like the song it's yeah. up it's up there with my faves it's not top tier level for me but it's up there with my faves i think yeah. you did something to it pop yeah. off yeah next track bury me which is um again adding to the death like she keeps on talking about death in this it's quite morbid actually if you think about it um but for me the song is about giving what did i write i wrote kind of giving complicated vibes in the fact that someone is pretending to be someone else she still likes them him but not that much to pretend okay i I realized what i just said sorry that was a really messy way of me saying when i say complicated vibes i mean like the song complicated by avril lavigne oh where she's yeah. basically as in not the genre but the way she's talking about in that song how someone is someone different in front of like all his friends and how she's like that's not why i like you like the way you act in front of your friends and how you put on a front is is kind of gross to me and i like you the way that you are when we're alone and you're being your true self i think that's kind of giving the same vibes in and she's like she's the one who feels like she has to pretend to be something else with this person but like she likes him but she well she likes this person but doesn't like them that much to pretend that she's someone else yeah do you understand I, I what I'm saying? I sort of catch the drift. It, this song is a little bit confusing in that sense, where it's just like the aisle. Where with me, I I just could don't know what she's saying. I honestly don't know what she was talking about because there's a lot of things. How I took it was essentially like once again, there's these like two people and like Pink Panthers. She sort of is asking or isn't asking for a reason to end the relationship. Um, right. she's like I almost wanted to tell you but I didn't and it's like oh no I couldn't tell you so now this relationship has to end like right. I guess it has to go away right right and she's making excuses yeah essentially and she like flips between won't and can't she's like oh you won't do it but can't you do it like why can't you do it and it's also it's me also the song features fe- features Ke- Ke- I don't know how say that name Ke- Kalila 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 I don't know how to say that um, I listened to like two of her songs from her album that came out in 2017 actually a really good album I might do more um digging on that, digging yeah. on that. um but it, it was me thinking that Kalela was sort of like a binding force between her and pink panther essentially they were like in a relationship like together in right. the song and okay. it's sort of like trying Kalela is trying to be like a binding force between the two trying to sort of find reasons to stick together and pink panther is once again like pulling the strings and saying no i think we should break up a little bit and it's really really cool because this i clock in this album there's almost like two parts to this album the next song is an interlude and throughout the first song you get like cathedral organs this song's called bury me so it's like we've been through all that phase and now we're just this is officially bury me bury me so yeah you were at the church service and now you're at my burial yeah like in the graveyard so essentially like the whole story between the first and the song is like what's happened for me to end up here and this is the reason for the excuse of why i've just like died that's why i took the song uh so the seventh song 
is Internet Baby, which is an interlude. Uh, and Pink Panther, I said that this is not one of her favorite songs. Um, she says crap. Track. Yeah, which is, which is, <laughs> it's very, very funny, actually, where she goes, um, I got this rhythm for you. It gets us into something like, why? <laughs> and it, 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 in my, what, what I took from it was that this song is sort of aimed towards Pink Panther sort of being successful and it's about how people sort of view her online where she is their internet baby and she has a line which goes like my sds usbs you want all of those and it's like yeah to the fans it's like you guys love me so much but you guys just like sort of want the music you guys want me to give you sort of everything and like you want to borrow my clothes you want to borrow my style you want to borrow how i go about everything don't mind the song it's it's an all right song it's a average song for me but that's just my take you pop off on that one um i i said i this song is not again like not one of my favorites but like you said it's an interlude um i said i like the thought of it like the thought of the song like that she's an internet success Mm -hmm. in the same way uh the same tiktoker was it larisha um she did like an article a few i don't know how long ago but she did an article where she was talking about like internet successes and like kind of like how they use social media to like cultivate their following so like doja cat did it little nas x did it with twitter and halsey did it with tumblr and pink panthers did it with tiktok and i think um that's just like kind of building off it and i think in the song she's saying like she sets the trends um online with like her clothes and her music like you were saying with the like sd and usb line um but i think it's a i took it didn't take it as like fans which i think like makes more sense but in my head i was like it's someone else like wanting to reach her success and basically copying everything she's doing um like copying her style copying her like music but like is not reaching the same success as she has because obviously no one's better than the original but i think she when she's saying like um i am not your internet baby i think she's kind of like saying like she wants to like move on from that like not saying that she's not appreciative that she's like cultivated she's uses she's used tiktok to like get her following but like now she's ready to like jump off of that you know what i mean yeah like grow okay um next song is ophelia which um starts off with the harp so like kind of giving heaven vibes again with the death but this time i don't know i guess she's in the afterlife in heaven um and the song is like really good i kind of just recently like i've been listening to this for like basically since it came out how many weeks has that been now like three weeks i've been listening to it and i think just recently i've been like wow i actually really like this song like i usually just listen to it i'm like oh yeah okay but it's basically a juxtaposition it's like juxtaposition in terms of like the music and the lyrics because the lyrics is her actually describing like someone killing her it's kind of giving like a true crime kind of like um like someone that she's with killing her and it's giving like kill bill and like kim by eminem vibes but like on the flip side so instead from the instead of the murderer's point of view is the person that's being murdered point of view it's we talked about exaggeration in here she's exaggerating she sort of was rejected from someone and the only choice now is to kill herself um but someone kills her in the song well yeah because someone drowns essentially it's based off ophelia which is um the character the character from hamlet oh yeah, um, yeah yeah and she drowns herself in because someone rejects her, so she drowns herself. Wait, is that Hamlet? Yeah. 
the whole drowning thing is emphasized by like the sound why do i forgot my gcse <laughs> english sorry about that. Is, i did macbeth and i was like not hamlet yeah please. i did macbeth yeah so that, that's the reason it's funny okay <laughs> um as i was saying the instrumentation and the atmosphere of it all is very very there in the song at the end she's drowned herself you can hear the bubbles you can hear everything like you can hear the waves you can hear the sirens so is out. she saying that she killed her that someone killed her but really she killed herself but they killed her because of the rejection that because like it's, in, but essentially it's because in the last song in bury me she finds a reason to leave to leave so essentially it's like she's killed herself but someone else killed her as you were saying right okay um carry on and yeah i as an i saying i actually didn't like mind the song and i started like liked it i sort of i started liking it more when i understood the, the context behind it and especially like the whole hamlet like link it's like really really cool um and i'm more appreciative of the song now because of the background and yeah I, it's a good song yeah nothing nothing else no. to add no oh, cool. um so the ninth song is so song number nine is called Feel Complete. Uh, essentially, this has very, very, very Amy Winehouse alcohol vibes. Back to square one with this one. Um, and essentially, it's about a relationship that Pink Panther is in and her partner is attached to alcohol. And that's where they sort of get their personality from. They only have the money that they want to spend on the alcohol and nothing else. There's a line that says, money came today and so you'll get what you want. So you'll get the alcohol that you want. And the only thing you want to spend money on is drinks. Um, and she almost talks about hiding herself away with this one person and um, sort of shielding them from everyone else, kind of. She does a line where it's like, um, you don't feel too... Or it's like, now I tell everyone that you don't feel well. And so she sort of wants to find a way to end the relationship and she wants to find another one. Um, also, the song... Um, reference references interpolates colosa i think it's actually colosa um by oxlade um where she goes oh no baby oh wait oh that time i was a bit sorry i'm just trying to look for that rum line i why can't i find it um but basically i basically wrote what you wrote which is about someone that she loves um having a drinking problem or like alcoholism or you know some form of addiction and i guess make that better with the whole like or like not put it not like air this person's business out yeah. to like their friends or whatever that's all i really had to say like the, the song as a whole like it's okay like i don't love it i don't hate it though are you, are you on blue yeah i'm on blue yeah. Sorry, i'm just reading what i wrote Sorry, no, don't changing her whole personality and look to give someone else what they want but they're not in contact anymore question mark it's unclear who because wait it's unclear who and the chorus is catchy okay thank you past Naharan. I appreciate that. Um <laughs> not what I wrote as well. I don't know. That's so basically I guess Blue is about her Yeah, because I was thinking like, are they in contact anymore or are they not in contact anymore? Because I don't think it's quite clear either way if they're on contact anymore or not. Yeah. But I'm assuming no. I'm quite I don't know whose fault that is. Hers or theirs? I don't know. Because at one point she says something like she says something, I don't know what she says, <laughs> to imply that she's not going to be in contact. Um, like, you don't know we're not hanging anymore or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I get... But I then, don't have it written down. Um, but but yeah. It, I get... I get I'm, Sorry, I'm, carry I'm, on. No, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm a bit confused about this whole thing. With me, I've got... Song is about being with somebody and copying their antics, but when they leave or when they break up, you can't copy them anymore. 
So right. it's just like being with someone and being attached to them. And then like when they go, that's it. Like you have to, you're left on your own. You're blue and sad because blue is a sad emotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but that's essentially. I I've guess you'll never know. I'm not hanging with you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not, not hanging, hanging with you. you. Oh, yeah. So like, because she's saying, I guess you'll never know. I'm not hanging with you. I'm assuming that means like she's not told this person that they're not hanging out anymore. But I don't know. The rest of it kind of implies that they stopped hanging out with her. So who knows? This song is confusing. Yeah, it's very confusing. Thank you, Pink, for making this um, episode very, very challenging for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're a bit dumb. Yeah. We can't. Cool, cute. So I feel like that will lead us nicely on to our 11th song. Um, this song is called Feelings. Um, it's, what did, What have I gotten written down? Uh, I said, oh, it talks about like her being famous, doing music, where she goes, breath comes out in me, it's my philosophy. Uh, with me, I took it as if it's like, the breath is her voice, it's her music, and that's her philosophy, it's what she does. And it's who she is, and she what she stands for, which is making music. Um, and we talked about peaking too early, and in this song, she references peaking too early. She literally says, where's I'm peaking too early? I have that from her ideas. Um, <laughs> and it's a little throwback to Mosquito, where she's gotten the money, she's peaked too early with this money, she doesn't know what to do. Um, and you got another throwback to True Romance in there as well, where she's like, this fe- this feeling that I pay for you on stage while you're on the stage. Wait, how does the melody go? This feeling while you're on the stage. Oh, this feeling I pay while you're on the stage. Yeah. Uh, wow. We just know everything. We are just singers. Like, We're can't you tell? too good. <laughs> um, and yeah, throwback to True Romance. If she was talking about her being a fan in true romance now she's gotten to the point where she's the artist and she's sort of talking about her being with being the person on stage now um and as much as she's quite anxious with the whole idea of being famous and successful and being a music artist she's also liking it she's also saying it's everything i've ever wanted but she if she actually says this is everything we wanted which i feel like you said everything um about like what the song is about, her peaking too early, things like that. But I also wrote production is shy girl vibes. Don't you think there's oh, like yeah. a, and also like um the way it starts, like the beat of it, it reminds yeah. me of a shy girl song, but I just don't know what shy girl song it, it reminds me of. Now I want to Loki hear it. But this whole album is very, very reminiscent of Shy Girls too. Yeah, yeah. Well they kind of do the same kind of like genre. genre. Yeah. So the twelfth song and in my head, what should be the final song of the album capable of love let's talk about this um capable of love is essentially about her being once again devoted to the person that she's interested in and expressing the idea of like this vulnerability where she's like she says you're the cause of my grief and i haven't slept well in a week and essentially after this breakup of some sort she realizes I can't be capable of loving someone as much as I've loved you. Everything she now sort of does is around that person. So when she was in the relationship, she got a palm reading just to prove how much they were meant to be together and to prove how much like they were meant for each other. And really and truly, the song is the last song of the album. I was having that exact same thought. Like literally, I I only had that thought while I was... um, coming here i was listening to the album and i got like to the end of the album like i got to this song and i was like okay end like yeah. i feel like that should have been it 
But I really like the song. It's one of my favorites. Um, in my head, maybe it's like I said, like her being in love with the situation ship. Mm. Um, and she's just like saying, like, this is it for her. Like, if it's not gonna work out, which it most likely is not gonna work out, then that she's not able to. She's not gonna have the capability to love anyone else after this situation and yeah i really like this song it was a single i'm pretty sure but yeah i just really like the song i have nothing else to say it's like a good song boys a liar part two uh a classic did really well on tiktok not on tiktok in general um i don't know why i said on tiktok it did well on tiktok too but it did well in general um and this is like a remix of boys a liar but it's like the go-to now i think this is the one that everyone plays now anyway and i think i don't think i spice like makes the song i think they both play off each other really well i think without the uh the catchy chorus like then i spice's verse will just be like okay but i think they play really well off each other and i really love the song i think it was put on there just because of how well it did um like literally just thrown at the end i don't know if she could have maybe like put it in somewhere else like in I, I was, the, in I, the middle of the album i was honestly yeah. trying to go through that as i was like discussing it i was like okay let's just take a little breather and see where this song could go for him and i looked for all the songs there is not a single in my head at least there's not a single place where the song fits and i think they genuinely was like hey let's just put boys a liar part two on it because it's got 700 million streams and when we're promoting the heaven knows album we could just say this is heaven knows by pink panthers with the iconic track boys a liar part two for marketing sake right right that's my genuine opinion on this i don't think this should be here i think the only reason was so that it could get the hype that the song had right and i i do vouch your opinion on um both of them playing an equal i think sonically they sound really really good together i do feel like the popularity of the song was mainly increased because, because of, of ice, ice spice. spice's verse especially in the u.s i do feel like she's had a chokehold on the u.s mm-hmm, ice mm-hmm. spice um but it's cool because because of that pink panthers is now she's also had popular songs as well that i've charted in the u.s that i've um, done really well in the u.s but i feel like the main reason as to why it got so much streams and so much love was because, because of, of ice spice. spice right it's like a little um you know an artist come and it's like one more song one more song that is the one more song that (laughs) everyone sort of wants um but yeah it's a good song it is what it is it's got ice spice on it it's just been there for marketing sake really and truly i do feel like through the whole album as we've just finished there's sort of like uh as we were talking about the um essentially there's two halves of the album we discussed there's another life and there's the bury me clever song that's one half after the interlude, it's sort of every song after the interlude, apart from Boys Lie, I'm never gonna think of Boys Lie. Um, it's just a, uh, it's just Pink Panthers on her own. So essentially, it's like she's been through all these experiences, and after she just has herself to reflect on. Right. She can't have anyone else to reflect on. So um, my favorites on the album, um, I'm gonna do three this time. Oh, okay. I my top favorite is the Isle. I absolutely love the Isle. Um, don't roll your eyes um and then i also like mosquito um that's a really really good song and then i'm gonna do capable of love what are your favorite songs my favorite songs i wrote capable of love as well i really like that song um i like true romance like i said before and i mean i like loads of tracks on this album like another life 
as well. That's like I mentioned though. But I think True Romance, Mosquito and Capable of Love, yeah. probably my top three. Um, I think the best in terms of like written well and like, well, loads of songs are written well, but like best in nice terms of you. like, nice to meet you, yeah. I think. I, I figured. Um, but yeah, that was the album Afterlife on Heaven Knows by Pink Panther. Let's get to next month's episode. Now, Ryan will be the one deciding what album it's going to be. I have my ideas. I would love if it was Stormzy's recent album. I would love that. Um, it could be Lauren Hill. It could be Fuji's. It could be Beyonce's Renaissance. It really could also be Eminem. Um, she's thrown that hint in the mix today. So I, I, I don't know if it is going to be Eminem. I'll be excited a little bit nervous if it is Eminem because it'll be um a lot of things that we'll have to go into next month um but nonetheless I will let you do the talking <clears throat> can I ask you a question oh, first though is that yeah. okay do you want to know the question yeah who had Eminem on the first album who had Kanye saying she's a problem do you not get the reference Nicki Minaj Wait, we're doing <laughs> it's Pink Wait. Friday too, bitch. Yes! I you didn't get my reference. No! I, that feels what? wasted on. She has. Oh a- my god! <laughs> When's that coming out? December the eighth. Oh, okay. is that not the album you wanted to pick? Yes, Cause last, it was. Because I was like on Nicki Minaj's Instagram, and I saw that. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure Pink Friday should have been out by now. Yes. I went on her Instagram, and it was like. Oh, it was been delayed until December, and I was like, "Wait, hang on a yeah, minute." I was fuming, and I remember what you said last week about how you wanted to do a new album, but it got delayed. I was like, "This bitch was picking this album." Yes. Well, I'm gonna pick this album. I was gonna pick Eminem before this, and I will pick Eminem at some point. But hopefully, he's on this album because he's on Pink Friday one. He's on. Could you who imagine who had Eminem on not, the first album? So has I'm she hoping not released a track. Okay, I need well, a track. Not last time but I she checked, fucking has check. tour dates out. She crazy. She has tour dates out. Or should we have to go? I did say once, oh, do you want to go see the Nicki Minaj with but me? The and then is, you said, I promised other no, people. But I've got groups lined up to go to see Nicki Minaj. So you, I've got to go for all of those. Okay. Well, and, and this song is off your favourite album as well. So I don't, Nicki Minaj album, so I don't know why you didn't get that reference. Well, her, um, Excuse me. Pink print. You know. But yeah. Um, I'm excited then, because I was going to do it for this um episode. But you know what, Nicki? Uh, um, but it's fine. Take your time. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a good album. I expect to see good features. I expect to see throwbacks to Pink Friday. I don't expect to see anything new. I want to see me in 2010 being eight years old. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, I want to take take it back to that time, which yeah. it should be if it's a it's a sequel. So we'll see. Yeah. But I'm really excited. That concludes today's episode of the album Afterlife. If you have enjoyed what you've seen, uh, feel free to follow us on social media. Um, the album Afterlife and also our separate social medias if you want to do that and if you haven't enjoyed then just don't do anything really really <laughs> uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week for, next sorry and we will see you guys next month January in January. the new year oh my god it is isn't it oh, we'll see you in the new year for the album Afterlife's episode on Pink Friday 2 by Nicki Minaj Bye. Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Take care.